Welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, Eden Normal's out. No one-week spoiler-free, no anything. We're talking about the fights. We are not being careful at all about the names or the conditions through which these bosses have come to appear and their awesomeness. And, of course, the ultimate primal Soken and his just... I don't even know what words to describe that man right now. Well, let's get started. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Pogrom. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox, a.k.a. you, my boy, Blue. How you doing? Oh, the landslides. The landslides. Oh, oh that's going to be a fun topic. That's, that's going to be a fun one. And uh, if you watched last week's show all the way to the end, you'd know that we were going to have the same special guests, and that of our good man, Ethis Asher. Does that really make it special? This I'm Listen, fine. That's not, man. Wow. <laughs> am I really compliment? Am I really, am I really a special guest or am I just like a you're, you're special to me at this? Oh, thank you, Sly. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, what's up, everyone? It's me. I'm back again. He's back Bye. because we got more lore stuff. Although one of the lore things I really want to talk about, you're still not ready to talk about. Uh yeah. I mean, uh, we can, we can. But I'd be spoiling it for you. You know, at this point, I don't really mind. I just might not have all that much to say about it. Okay, okay. The roll quest. I did all the roll quests. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be spoilers for me too. So, god damn it. <laughs> well, we could discuss Fuck. it on the show. We could discuss how, if we want to talk about it at all because Eden's going to be the main topic. But before we get started, we of course have to shout out our sponsors. Steel series. There's a giveaway now. Again, I've been quiet about giveaways on those while I've been focused on Shadowbringers, but monthly giveaways are back for Steel Series. Click the fly. Get out of here. There's a fly. Get out of here. They're back in the asshole. <laughs> you have a dog. I got a fly. In, they're back in asshole. They're Perfect. back in asshole. Uh, they're back uh, for every month again. The July giveaway. I put it back under last week's episode. I put it under this week's episode when it goes up on YouTube. Uh, so be sure to enter that and thanks Steel Series for sponsoring. So also, a long time request above the chat is our patron list scrolling throughout Woo! State of the Realm. It wait, 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 wait. Does this mean we don't get Rap God anymore? It means I should thank new people, but probably no Rap God, Sly. Whoa. You can still have pod to for all the people on that list. And besides, the list isn't formatted properly yet anyway. That's the, the list is going the whole show. That's that's the means that the pog champ season is just like permanently open. Yeah, just completely <laughs> twelve months. Let's do it. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. See, like I could shout out. We got Ethan. He's a new uh, elite sponsor who did. Oh, thanks, Ethan. Yeah, that was between the show. You can pog champ for Ethan, and and then we had Darius. He's new. He's a new premium. Ah. He's, a new, he's a new premium, and then we got, and then we got Alexander, who's a new elite. You know, it's like see your podcast. Oh, good on you, Alexander. There you go. See, you can still podcast. Fucking rinky dink legend. 
I don't want to know what a rinky dink legend is in particular. It's just a particular legend, you know? The, the good old legend of the rinky dink. Yeah. Fucking true blue rinky dink dead set Heath legend. He, all right. All right. I'm going to stop this now. Thanks to our sponsors and thanks to our patrons. So with that, gentlemen, we're now two weeks into the expansion. Sick of it yet? <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> still, still gathering my ass off now. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what about you, Athos? How you feeling two weeks in? Um, confused. Confused? Why? Why? Well, just coming into Eden, like... Every every single line, I was like, "Wait, wait, hold up, hold up, what is happening? What is going on? Are you serious?" Yeah, dude, the chat was saying early on Jay's prank part two. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he's lost his freaking mind. He's been <laughs> hanging out with the fairies like way too much. Funny thing with him it's is like, that he even lies to the fairies. If you've done the side quest in Illman, yeah, yeah, he like tricks him into like making him tea and like doing his chores and he's like. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I I really hate like tea and and pastries and man, it would just it would just suck. He just thinks he just pretends he's talking to himself in his living room. Man, it would really suck if someone made me some tea and pastries. Oh, that would make me so annoyed. That would make me so angry. I would hate that. And all the pixies are like, ha ha, got him. <laughs> and Jay's like, oh no, I hate this. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll just eat it to be polite, but I really wish you wouldn't do this every day. <laughs> that's an actual oh. that's an actual series of side quests for anyone who hasn't done the side quest in Illman. And thank the 12, my house is such a mess. It's exactly how I want it to be. I hope no one comes along and cleans it up. <laughs> Even though they did fuck with the books, he's missing three books now. Uh, I think it's a small it. price to pay for tea and pastries in a clean house. <laughs> He is just, yeah, he's on a fucking pranking spree. Like, everything about him is so underhanded. I love it. And then everyone wants, and then everyone on Twitter just wants to bang everyone in the fucking cast now. And it's ridiculous. Even Titan now can't get away from You even tweeted before the show went live. What can I say? He's like, uh, he's he's like Florida man. No, he's he's the Chad of Titan. (laughs) He's the Chad of Titans. He's got that quad bike and he's just like rolling around without a shirt on and mm. the ponytail and <laughs> the ponytail. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's going to be the most major topic of the show today is Eden. If the co-hosts don't mind me explaining to them what happens in the roll quest, I would love to discuss that. Oh, but, please. Well, no, that's, go only, ahead. that's only sure. one co-host, not both of them. Sure. Go ahead. No, you know, we should do Eden first and toward the end of the show. We'll focus on the main topic because I feel like mm-hmm. the things in Roll Quest we could probably cover in 1520, but Eden's the big topic this week because okay. there's a lot of what the fuck is yeah. going on with Eden right now. So let's let's focus on that first. So you both have done all of Eden normal, I'd assume. Not like it takes very long to get through. Nah. 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 Um, Eden's story starts off uh, pretty immediately better than Omega's. <laughs> I hate to I hate to be a downer on Omega still because again I really wasn't a fan of Omega's storytelling from mm. beginning to end. That's reasonable. And this one, uh, this one is kind of a kind of a mind fuck right out the gate. 
So we're basically going on a road trip with Reen, Urian, Jay, and Thancred through the Empty, which is very akin to the Burn back on the Source, in a sense, where all flow of ether has stopped. And that was what happened when the Flood of Light crashed over everything, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that giant empty space, we find a big-ass UFO <laughs> by the name of Eden. Which, Sly, what does Eden mean in Fey? Utopia. There you go. See? So convenient. I know, right? I love so, it. I was like, I was like, okay, okay, devs, I see what you're doing. Well, because Eden is Eden is referential, right? So we're like, oh, well, it has to mean something else. But Utopia is referential as well. It's just convenient. Yeah, they just did it because it would. It's like, yeah, we can make it mean something. We could just we could just be a reference that everyone totally understands and gets, but we're gonna give it a meaning, a meaning in Faye. Like we fun. need any further meaning to the reference. I mean, to be fair, I was really I was really glad the way they did Faye speak in the expansion overall, where they'd give you brackets, they'd say the Faye word, just give you the brackets, and I really language. enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, I, I was a big fan of that. Blank. So they're treating Faye with a lot of respect as a language, mm-hmm. like more so than I feel like they have and. With previous previous languages or listen, ever since the text on the mini map in fucking one point and from one point oh through two, like I've never just they've never treated any language or any dialogue with respect until now, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that encyclopedia Artia three. So okay, there's can... gonna be a full fucking dictionary of mm-hmm. fey words in that fucking thing. Yep. Oh man. But we go out there, and Orion J very quickly identifies this was probably the first Sin Eater. He he suspects it's the first Sin Eater of some kind. He, he has no proof. He literally just it's, goes. It's misleading to to call it that. He he suspects that there was a first Sin Eater insofar as like there was like a singular entity, a singular like focal cause. Of the flood of light, um, he's not. He's not saying that Eden is a sin eater, but he's saying that Eden is like the origin of the flood of light and the direct force that Minfilia stopped with yeah. four out of five of yeah. the warriors of darkness a hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah, which you know geographically makes sense considering they just went straight south from mm-hmm. where Minfilia met the flood. Mm-hmm. Find that quite reasonable. But Orion J just comes up with way too many ideas way too quickly with this fucking thing. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, we could just do this to save the world. And, every, and everyone else is like... What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, first of, all, first of all, he's like, well, we could just, like, set up these... Uh, uh, set up an Ethernet and just, like, teleport inside it. I'm like, wait, wait, hold up. We think this thing's like organic, right? We're assuming this thing's like a monster or something. He's like, yeah, we'll just teleport inside. I'm like, what are you expecting to find inside it? <laughs> like, Innards. Uh, and he's like, yeah, and uh, we'll just interface with it. And Reen can just like uh, control it because, uh, you know, there's like something she could probably do. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, he's like, what? well, if Minfilia was able to stop what? it, then Reen can probably reawaken yeah. it and control it. 
yeah, I could probably just like uh, interface with it and control it, and uh, I'll be able to work out how to do that real quick. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> I don't know why everyone Jay sounds like that now, uh, but it's because we already said he's pr- that's his pranking voice. Yeah, right. Okay. That's, yeah, that's his pranking voice. <laughs> This is this is how you know that I'm pranking. Yeah, and then when he's done pranking, he's like, "Dost thou need something?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just makes a shit ton of assumptions, and so far they've not but, all panned out, but they panned out like seventy percent of the way. But, but with Uriage, it's never assumptions. That's the thing. It's always him just being like, oh, "I'm so worry. I'm done my homework. You don't need to worry about it. You don't care. You don't, you can't read anyway." <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, you speak to Thancred a lot during this quest, and Thancred's like, oh, I mean, I, I wish I had a book, uh, a, a reading book, so I could read words, which I definitely do. I can read. I'm here with Urian J. Urian J, uh, dost have any books now? No. <laughs> Fellow I was, reader? I was going to bring those three books, with the, but the pixies took them when they were cleaning my place. Mm. Unfortunate. Mm. Unfortunate. Be so confident in your bullshit, everyone believes it. A TED Talk by Odeon J. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> um, it all worked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it all worked. Like, we teleport inside and then immediately get Eden Prime. And I was like, excuse me? Yeah. Like, this, this, this is supposed to be, yeah, this is supposed to be, like, turn 12, not turn 1. The heck? I mean, they know, like, they were like, okay, they're expecting Eden to be the last boss. And not to say Eden still couldn't be the last boss, to be fair. Like, we have control now, but, you know. But there's room for other shit. There's a lot of room for other shit. Which is still possible. The the pog champ that we all had seeing Eden Prime first thing. That's a pog champ like six years in the making. That is quite quite a bamboozle by uh, Yoshida san right there. Yeah, and it's a it's a completely self aware one too. Like you know oh, yeah. that he knows that we think that's no matter what we've got it. That's the final boss. No way, no way, it's not. It's been the case. Uh, Omega's his own final boss. Muhammad's his own final boss. Alexander. Well, no, I it's always been like, we need to teleport inside this thing. We need to fight our way to the core. And then, like, the last fight, we take control of the core. Yeah. And, and shut the thing down. And it's like, no, that's that's what we're doing first. That's straight in there. Well, we didn't have Orion J with us before. Exactly. Like, why didn't we take Orion J with us? Because he wanted to send Alice off into the binding coils. He's like, yeah, yeah Alice, take your brother. You guys will be fine. You guys, you guys will have fun. That's all right. No, I mean, he knows that if it really came down to it, he could just like, you know, M- MacGuffin his way in there and, and shut down the coils in like two minutes. <laughs> it's way more entertaining the way he, but way he decided to do it though. I appreciate, I appreciate oh, that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Even problem was a great first boss. I caught every single person I know by surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the inclusion of some Final Fantasy VIII music, both the overworld theme in oh, the so in the empty and in the control room, oh. as well as uh, Soken's rendition of Force Your Way, which I literally was listening to the Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack waiting for the servers to come up. I said, if Force Your Way mm-hmm. doesn't happen, I'm going to be really upset. And then it was that's, the first thing that happened. That's always been like one of, if not my most favorite Final Fantasy battle theme. 
And it's just like, oh, it's so good. Now, uh, I will say, you know, when we spoke about Omega, we spoke about Soken remixing themes versus having a chance at making original themes. Now, we'll mm. touch on that later because uh, Soken flexed both muscles here in the first raid mm. tier, no doubt about that. Um, where do we rank the four? I mean, put your feelings about Force Your Way aside, it versus its original. How did you guys feel? Because the overworld theme to me, like, it was slightly better. But Force Your Way, for me, this was a significant improvement, which says a lot because the original is really good over, uh, over like, I would prefer to listen to this one over the original, personally. Mm, I agree. I highly agree. I kind of was expecting it to come up again later, as in Fourth Fight, but just right out the gate, it, it, it hit me in the nostalgia really fucking hard. So, mm. again, kudos to Soken. Uh, what about well, you, Ethis? They, they weren't new arrangements. They were the same arrangements as the original. They were just like remastered, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, they were, they were really good. Yeah, they were really fun. Like super nostalgic. They were not just like um, evocative or, or derivative. They just like blasted you right in the nostalgia. And that was awesome. Yeah, I just, I, I just didn't feel the same way with Omega, with Delta mm-hmm. Scape and Sigma Scape. Like, they just didn't. The only one I really, really liked the remaster or, or you know, uh, Soken's version of was uh, Neo X Death. And even mm-hmm. that had some issues with percussion. Like, it felt like there just was, like, no percussion to any of those themes. No, no impact, it mm-hmm. felt like. Uh, whereas this immediately just blew my socks off. I think Force Your Way is just like a better composition, honestly. I just think it's one of Uematsu's like better compositions. I think this is just a better rendition of yeah, Force Your Way enough. versus yeah. versus Decisive Battle mm-hmm. back in uh, Delta Scape and Sigma Scape for five and six, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the fight itself, um, hard to hard to place it. I like to rank all of the first fights on normal mode versus creator. In a sense, um, all the normal modes are pretty comparable okay. since Alexander. Like you could reasonably compare oppressor normal mode to the rest of the normal modes. He really Gordius and Midas normal modes weren't any at all different than Creator and so forth, so on and so forth. But um, this this definitely ranks up there for me as one of the better first encounters in a normal mode. Not just the shock factor of everything, but the the actual fun of the encounter what? itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys feel about uh the eden prime just ignore alt right yeah. just ignore alt just and alt right never <laughs> no it's fine like it was it was super uh intuitive um it didn't kind of ask very much of you um but you know you had to keep on your toes and like react to a lot of aoe bullshit going out and uh yeah, it was like it was a strong first encounter. I think the Savage will be a really solid first encounter as well. We're getting a lot of use out of fucking Hummel Faust, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, now he's a now he's a fucking guardian of paradise. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also took Eternal Breath and uh literally in every way recreated it for I, Final Fantasy yeah. 14. I, I feel like we need to clarify here. Eden is not like literally blasting us into another galaxy. Like this is very much a, a Riven Road kind of situation where we're inside like a holographic projection. Yeah. That hurts. Hmm. It hurts. Yeah. But, but so did the Riven Road. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But if you look at what's happening, like with the animation, it seems like it's it's very much thematic with Eden in general. Um, like like the glyphs on the planet and the way they kind of like like kind of twist around um, is implying that like elemental polarity is being reversed. And then if you have a look at the explosion that you get like blasted into into that galaxy, it's like an astrally aspected like that that sort of like red and black. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but like, but like that color is the same color that we've associated with, uh, like, you know, darkness and, and like pure astral energy and stuff like that. So it's basically taking like a bunch of this umbral energy and reversing its polarity and blasting into us in this big, like astral explosion. So it's very much like on theme with what Eden does as a machine. If it is a machine. While being just literally a, the exact same thing that we did in eight essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not like a two minute animation. I think this one's like 40 seconds or something like that. Yeah. And an oddly not obnoxious 40 seconds. I don't know yeah. how they took a 40 second ultimate attack and made it not obnoxious. <laughs> Although I would have been, uh, I would have been amenable to the whole three minute. Oh, I would have not. I no, no, I wouldn't. There's no way you would ever get me to do that fight again if that was, if it was, unless the fight was also three minutes, like total. There's no way you could possibly get me to put go into that again on normal mode if it was. Yeah, Biako, fun once, never don't care for it after the first time. This, I think it's because I didn't have to interact with the intermission phase. Plays a big role. It's kind of just to sit back and relax. You know, just a longer seru transition in a sense you're just like yeah. right cool animation you know do this real quick you know shake shake yourself out get the blood flowing let's get back into it and uh it also is hilariously like final fantasy 8 and the it, so in final fantasy in you know old final fantasy especially the the three-dimensional ones you know when you use these stupid long powerful summon attacks the monster is still standing there just like doing its animation the whole time, even though it's being flung into a galaxy, sometimes it flips around and shit. And in this, we kind of comically look the same way. Like, it's like dragging us as if we're that same kind of model and just hurling us in. Like, it just takes us and just pastes us in there. I think they're doing this at worst. <laughs> and But it, uh, I thought it, would look, it, it looked comically classical after the game has spent years trying to recreate, like, stupid, silly animations like that but do it in an epic manner. This was epic, but just as silly as it was epic. Which is, I had a lot of appreciation for the detail that went into the uh, to Eternal Breath here. Yeah, it was like very deliberately over the top and cheesy. It definitely dug into the nostalgia of mm-hmm. all this and made me want to play 8 Remesh and that fucking fly is still, I haven't had a fly since I moved in. And now today of all days, <sighs> maybe it went when I got for, followed me when I went for lunch. I'll get that son of a bitch. Don't you worry. I hate flies. I hate them. I hate them. Can't stand it. Don't come to Australia. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying that for years. Don't go to Australia. <laughs> like I mean, if the flies are going to bother you. Jeez. I mean, they bother me, but that's because I want to kill them. Jesus. Yeah, Aloha, where the fuck are you? Stop sleeping and kill this fucking thing. He loves killing flies. 
Look, cats like killing things. It's weird. Surprise, nice, yes. Flies. I don't know. No, they'll. No, it's like the when they you laser the, the laser pointer and shit. That's like the same thing. They just they just treat like flies and shit like that. Some kill a silverfish once. Surprised he's cap- capable of catching anything like that. Dude, he's a fucking agile mover when he wants to be. He just doesn't want to be. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't. It, I just can't imagine he'd ever want to be. He, he does occasionally, sometimes. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, so we get through Eden Prime, and yeah, we're free. We 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 beat Eden. Jumps <laughs> <laughs> down, man. That's it. Eden's, yeah. ga- Eden's, Eden's gates have been thrown wide. Mm. Listen, the whole tier of the raid is called Eden's Gates. Sly, you couldn't tell me you didn't see that coming. I, you know, that went right over my head. To be honest, <laughs> I didn't. I did I'm, not even register. Did you're not, not touch the FS. I know. Like, all right, Eden's Gates. Okay, sure. No throwing the gates wide. Are you, now, I don't think that's really FS anymore. Well, yeah. We get in there and Reen fights for control over Eden, but effectively raises it out of the ground and reawakens it with a slight bit of control, mostly resistance from Eden, who doesn't seem to be a fan of what's happening right now. I mean, first, first, Uriange is like, yeah, I've just got this device that can like let you interface with it. It's fine. (laughs) I just brought it along in case we had to. Uh, interface with some kind of ancient alien technology. I don't know why, but uh, there you go. And now you can control it. And yeah, and Rain's just like, all right, okay. And then she struggles for two minutes and then she's got control of it. And she's like, all right, I can fly it. Uh, I can make platforms appear. I can like manipulate ether. It's mine now. It's my Eden. He fights it. It still fights it. We don't know like yeah, how really. along for the ride Eden actually is here because if it fought to be not controlled that much, I guess mm-hmm. the I guess the question of the its level of sentience is still mm-hmm. up for debate mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, Sly, I think you're muted, buddy. Yeah, I said Eden's a giant prankster too. I just don't think we'll get it until like Eve, like third tier of Eden. Like, haha. I think I just wanted her to like reset her password or something. Like it it, it was <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it just wanted it to register for some like two-factor authentication. You know, like it was way too easy. Does Eden Prime have comic sans? No, I don't know. Okay. It it, it might be a scam. We don't know. God I don't damn. know. God damn it, Sly. Yeah, I don't think yeah, Eden Prime like, has two-factor authentication. Well, it should. <laughs> I mean, evidently, it really should. Because uh, that was a bit too easy. But yeah, as soon as, soon as it comes online, um, we get attacked. Yeah. And we get attacked apparently- by enemies that do not appear to belong on the first. Most We get attacked by a void set. Yep. Yeah. Apparently someone has been looking for Eden, has been tracking it, and as soon as it signal sort of reignites, um, we get a void portal opening up and uh, someone or something barreling straight through. I immediately saw that it was void sent, and I was like, there's someone on the 13th who thinks this can fix their problems. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, 
I mean, we'll find out a little bit like what it naturally does. But yeah, that that was like the first reaction to someone who wants to use this, who wants to like steal this. Yeah, and uh, the the theories went immediately in one direction because the second boss is Voidwalker, who mm -hmm. is essentially what we'll soon come to know in the second tier as Gaia, no doubt. The character that was revealed mm -hmm. at the Japanese media tour as, a, as an essential player mm -hmm. in uh, in the raid appeared to be they came in and they seemed to want to take Eden from us, control it. And there's a few dialogue options in there that imply that we don't know what Eden's actually for, essentially, mm -hmm. um, specifically the in combat stuff that the Voidwalker is yelling at you. Mm -hmm. And upon dealing with this you know, night of darkness that's being held awkwardly by a void scent of some kind. Um, it's almost like upon defeating them and freeing them from that void scent, like they regained a sense of their own consciousness. Like they all of a sudden, they're just like, they start like speaking like they were, but then they just start like, wait, what the fuck is going on right now? I don't know where I am or like, and then they just pass out and they're out cold for the remainder of the raid tier pretty much. Now, we're talking about the 13th. Earlier, I mentioned the role quests and discussing those. And, uh, Do you want to go ahead? Do you want to go ahead? And I was waiting for this. So the role quests are all fairly straightforward. Each of them follows the story of each of the four companions to Ardbert. At this, I'm going to ask you a question. You did the DPS one, right? Mm -hmm. Is there something out of place when you did the DPS one? Sly U2? Is there something out of place that you're like, the fuck is. What was that? What? Curl Regina? No. Or... Is there like. Maybe a, someone who maybe didn't belong? Mm. Almost like uh, this companion we've never heard about before. Silva. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, there there was um a female Ellison. Yeah. Silva. Yes. She was being called. Yeah. Well, if you get the chance to do all the other role quests, you get to see a lot more of Silva across the various ones, which by the way, highly, highly recommend the caster and healer ones. I think they were the best of the bunch by far. Okay. So um I know you're still working like 74, 75-ish at this. I don't know if you're saving them till 80. And doing them later. Yeah, if you've I'm been saving them eighty. Yeah, yeah, I'm just doing them in one chunk. Yeah. Those individual stories, you can. We don't even need to discuss. You can enjoy those individually, but you'll see more of Silva during those quests. Okay. And you can kind of tell something's a little fucked up because Silva's just not really the demeanor of the rest of the Warriors of Light. In a sense, you find out. You go to um, the dude from the 1.0 scene who gives you the leave quests. His name escapes me right now. He's the head of the the head of the inn in the mm -hmm. Crystarium or the uh, the tavern, and mm -hmm. he has a he has a barmaid who looks awfully familiar, named Sayella. <laughs> I think you can tell where this is going. It's the same. It's Silva from a mm -hmm. hundred years ago, and she reveals that Mitron and Logrith brought her to the first from the 13th to make sure the warriors of light all became warriors of light to then beat them and cause a, and cause a flood of light 
or to uh, cause an imbalance between a flood of light and a flood of darkness. They ended up beating her, and then they killed Logriff and Mitron, and that's what said about the flood of light. Right. So okay. when, when Emmett's mentioning Logriff's plan and how he failed it, that's the plan he's referring to. So she's uh, Logriff's in a Kalhai. She mentions Unakalhai by name. <laughs> okay. She knows she knows who Unakalhai is because she's she was born at a time she was old enough. She was a warrior of light on the thirteenth and failed to save okay. it, but she was old enough. And then she got brought over there, and they said, "Hey, why don't you go do this on the first? It'll fix it'll fix the 13th. Mm-hmm. This sounds this all sounds very familiar to uh, the story the Warriors of Darkness were given when they got brought over to the source. But I mean, it's it's bullshit. Yeah. She didn't know that though. <laughs> yeah, she's so, uh, she's the shadow keeper. She's officially the one behind pretty much all the conflicts. Okay, she's the shadow keeper. Yeah. All right. Okay. 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 Cool. Huh. Yep. They okay. They would use the light from the first to cancel out the darkness on the thirteenth. <laughs> all right. So so this is this is new information to me, um, and that's interesting. And and it might seem like intuitive to us to think of like light and darkness kind of canceling each other out, and like oh, if we just put the light in the void, then it'll fix both of them. Um, that is an idea some people have had. Um, but as far as we know, the void is nothing like the flood of light. The void is called the void because it is void. It is devoid of ether. Of anything. Yeah. Yeah. The only ether in the void is the ether that is contained within the void sand themselves. Yeah, because they've, they've the- consumed it all. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think they consumed like everything that was left. So, okay. So the flood, the flood of light was caused by all the ether being... Uh, basically corrupted to a perfectly umbral state, which means that it just it just stops moving. It's still there, but it just stops. Can't do anything. It can't go anywhere. It's just completely coagulated. Um, so if you would think of ether being perfectly aligned to astral, which is what would have caused the flood of darkness, it would have the complete opposite effect. It would be moving so fast, it would just explode outwards everywhere at the speed of light and just be scattered across the cosmos. Um, so there's, there's no uh, star, there's no ether left um, for the Asians to rejoin. That's why it was like such a big issue because they had to fix it in some way to, to rejoin it. But um, it's not a case of just like reversing the polarity of the ether that is there in the void, like it is for the flood of light. We figured, okay, we can just reverse the polarity of all this ether and it'll be fine. There is no ether to reverse uh, in the in the void. The best you could do is slow it down, essentially. But it's still already Right, but there's nothing gone. there to slow down. There's, there's nothing, nothing down to slow down, down. yeah. Uh, again, this, this is as far as we know, as far as we've been told, like uh, this has come up in, in interviews with Koji, like what the nature of the void is and whether it's just a whole bunch of, you know, like uh, well, what we thought then was umbral ether. Now we know now is astral ether. And he said, no, there's no ether. It's just the, the, the void set have got ether in them and they're like cannibalizing each other and they're trying to get over to our world or other worlds to consume ether there. But there's just nothing in the void. That's what the problem is. Which is why Emmett was going to take Grahati and go back in time and fix that shit if he had been allowed to. Right, yeah. Exactly. Um, 
But now we got this Void Walker coming, and we know about Eden having this power to reverse polarity. And it seems that, well, if Silver could have been duped and could have been convinced that this was a way to to fix it, getting them to cancel each other out, presumably Gaia at least believes the same thing, right? Pretty much. Yeah, I assume so. Yeah, Reen I mean, even I, Reen even says that she sounds exactly like Emmett itself. For all we mm-hmm. know, she could be with Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Like I, I believe that it's not going to be that simple. Like there's no way it's going to be that simple, because if it was, the Asians probably would have done it a long, long time ago. If it was just a case of reversing polarity, yeah. Um, because the void's been around for like eleven or, or ten and a half thousand years. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's worth mentioning that Logriff did specifically give the instruction to Silva to bring it to the brink and not mm-hmm. to make the mistake they made on the 13th and push it all the way or it would she was full, she had everything fully explained she's like we cannot use like we can't rejoin it but they were lying and saying if we rejoin it we can save your world kind of thing mm-hmm. we need to rejoin with the source in order to save the 13th mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. um and she has this deep regret because she knows she was duped and it was bullshit the whole time mm-hmm. and she actually mm-hmm. like really liked the fellow warriors of light they trusted her she she just wanted to lose. It's the only reason she tries to get you to do the role quest at all. She's the one who like plants the the ideas of the sin eaters when she finds out they exist, the various different ones that uh, are bottled after the warriors of light from the first. Um, the only reason is to find someone who is capable of killing her, so she could mm-hmm. just be dead because she's just been a hundred years of suffering. But we don't let her die. We say nope. You aren't, you're not going to get off that easy. You don't just get to say, oh, well, kill me. I did bad things. Nope. You got to, if you feel bad, you got to fix this shit. You got to do something. And so she goes back to the Crystarium. She keeps being a barmaid. She has a couple of extra dialogue pieces. And she says her goal is to change the perspective of the people about the Warriors of Light and that they were not these harbingers of chaos, that they were manipulated and that they were heroes. That's her goal is to make is to change the 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 respect levels of the warriors of light. Mm. And now okay. she's just chilling there. And now she's just like, you know, I'm sure we'll cross paths again kind of deal. Mm. Okay, okay. All right. But she's another warrior of light from the 13th shard who is brought to another shard by Asians. She knows of Unakalhai by name. She doesn't just say another word. She literally says, uh, one of your companions, Una Kalhai. <laughs> does does Una Kalhai have anything to say nope. when you go back and talk? He has, he has no idea. It was the first thing I went to check. So this this is the other thing with, with Gaia, right? It's like, I'm imagining them, I'm imagining uh, Yoshida and company sitting around in a board meeting thinking, okay, so we need, we need a character uh, that's from the void that can the people can relate to and can like drive this Eden story for us in some way. Uh, we don't have anyone like that. I can't think of anyone that could really. See. Well, I think we're gonna have to come up with a new character for this because you know, like, there's no one who could really like fit this role. <sighs> and I've now given you two other people who could fit that role. <laughs> <sighs> 
and a call I was given to us a while ago. I, but the thing is, you know, we're dealing with the first, and I'm already starting to think we're going to the 13th again at some fucking point. Because they it suddenly keep... seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, how much of a... Again. Like, yeah. how... In a major way, though, is it, like, will be... Well, we have as much of effect of on the 13th as we do on this on the first is what i'm asking i think 13th fucked for good nor do we want to fix it because as long as it's like the way it is the Asians literally can't finish rejoining well they're fucked there's There's nothing to save there's nothing to save there's there's other ways to prevent a rejoining than you know just be like well we'll just make sure that it stays fucked like i as as characters like us and the scions i'm sure that if we found a way that we could reverse the flood of darkness and like save that world we would be all for it right graha hey yes sh- uh, tower works oh well we kind of kind of fucked that no, up huh? not anymore it doesn't not anymore yeah that's unfortunate. that's exactly what that's exactly yeah. why we went into the twinning there was nothing wrong with it graha was like oh no uh there's something down there that you have to kill uh he's, he's just trying to make sure that Elizabeth doesn't get his hands on it Oh no, uh, our Deus Ex Machina for time travel is gone, and that's no longer an excuse for any other narratives in the future when things go. Oh, what a shame. I just can't help but recognize that Elidibus talks about this whole Warriors of Light strategy, and all these mm. Warriors of Light from the 13th have started popping up. I'm mm. presuming Gaia was probably one. Well, we, we know what Gaia is, presumably, because again, Urian J's just like, I think I know. And I'm not going to tell mm. anyone again. Mm. He, <laughs> he told us that he wasn't going to, he promised us that he wasn't going to keep any more secrets from us. And he immediately is like, yeah, go take green. Dad, we're going to fucking talk. All right. <laughs> like, you just, we really got to fucking talk, buddy. No, 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 not with them. He'll see it in the cutscene, but she won't find out till later. <laughs> That's okay. We're going to stop the secrets, <laughs> hey. man. Yeah, yeah I, it's not like I'm not just going to walk up. Hey, guys, you know how I can, uh, I don't know, see into the past? Yeah. I might want to cut the shit, huh? <laughs> My dear Thancred, art thou perchance feeling a little prank? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's just not even, he's not even good at keeping the secrets. The only thing that stopped him from figuring out the first time was somebody yelling for help. Mm-hmm. So, so we have that. We now have Syella or Silva, uh, Shadow Keeper, essentially, a warrior of light from the 13th. We have Unakalhai, a warrior of light who is too young to stop the flood of darkness. And we now have Gaia, who is, as we will talk about in a little bit, the Oracle of Darkness, the presumed Oracle of Darkness. So, uh, it's a lot of 13th stuff popping up, is all I'm noticing. Hmm. And uh, again, it comes after we've just woken up Eden. Um, the big thing with the second boss with Voidwalker is this is a very Final Fantasy VIII themed raid. I, you know, despite that, really only one boss is from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah. Yeah. We've had two two tracks from Final Fantasy VIII, one boss directly from it, sort of. And that's it. But anything involving time when you go into a Final Fantasy VIII raid immediately begs the question of the person in control here and 
people are on the rampant. There's a sorceress Ultimisha equivalent kind of thing behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, she's using time magic in the fight. Like, it's not very sophisticated time magic, but it is time magic. Well, across another realm, yep. I wouldn't, you know. Hmm. Not really too surprised at that, but it just, I can't help but feel like this is a whole controlling somebody from another point in space time, like mm -hmm. Ultimatio was very popular for in order mm -hmm. to try and, because, you know, one way that they could potential thing they could use even for is potentially time compression. We don't know. So you don't think there's, I mean, Ultimatio wasn't the only sorceress though. So you don't think it's another sorceress or Ultimatio was the, was the big brain, was the galaxy brain behind all of it. So. Not that there couldn't be an Adea or an Adele or anything yeah, like that. That's but, what I'm thinking. But Ultimisha was was the time with a K compression. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we deal with the other sorceress too. Sorceresses too. I mean, it's possible. It's because yeah. Gaia could very well be our Renoa in a sense, where she's kind of the innocent, the young innocent, in a sense, mm -hmm. that had powers that let her left her susceptible to all that stuff. So there's there's plenty of room for for some very Final Fantasy VIII esque plot lines to filter in through Eden. Mm. But for now, she's asleep in a tent. Yep, knock the fuck out. Knock the fuck out. She's we even the it. same age as Reen, approximately the same age. A little older, a little older. Which would make sense. That's, you know, I think if she is the Renoa equivalent, I believe Renoa was only slightly older than Reen is now. I think she was 16 or 17. So, yeah, I don't think she was she was all the way out of out of uh, her teenage years at that point. I have to Google it, though. It's been a while since I've played eight and I don't really keep up with every character's age like some people. do. <laughs> Reen, I only keep track of because people say some weird shit when you say Minfilia. And I'm like, yo, you need to relax. This isn't Minfilia. Can we? Can we not go down that fucking rabbit hole, Twitch chat? Yeah. You guys are getting really yeah. fucking weird, and it really needs to stop. Please. Save it for the bun buns. Save all your love for the bun buns. Yeah, save your for the for the not 15-year-old bun buns. Yeah, save it for the 300-year-old bunny girls. Yeah, that's more. <laughs> there you go. Go a little bit more mature, please. Yeah. yeah. That's why you picked Takemi, all right? That's why you picked Takemi or Becky with the good hair. All right. So with that, <laughs> see, Ed, this is no idea what I'm talking about. And Sly's like, yeah, that's Persona yeah. 5, Joe. That's why you bought Bullet. Ah, that's a Persona. <laughs> yeah, because they're like two of the three adult choices you can make in the game as, as the, as the <laughs> boy. You damn straight. Oh, jeez. There's only one choice. Well, there are two. But yeah, no yeah, one cares about the reporter. Just yeah. no one cares. All right, so she passes out, and we still, and now Orion J comes up with another one of his crazy plans. Oh my god, <laughs> this one is such a stretch! It's ridiculous. This, this plan was so well; it worked. The execution. Were we on drugs? No, just Orion J. No, 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 dude. Listen, no. listen. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Were we on drugs? No, no, no. Listen, You're getting one step too far ahead. I here's, think. here's the long oh, okay. pull. Here's the long pull. Oh god. Yo. Listen. <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy, but like, when Titan had a car. 
What if it wasn't a head and a tail and it was actually two heads? <laughs> Yo, that would be so lit. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So that's the way you guys went, right? Yeah, we were on drugs when we were thinking of that right. shit. See, see the, way, the way I went was more like Uriel J. It's like, okay, now I need I need you to try and recall these primals. And we're like, ah, oh, it's cool. I'll just reach in my pack and pull out the crayon drawings that I made for my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Warrior of light at fucking therapy. Like, the landslides. Oh, the landslides. Oh, the landslides. Uh. Oh. No, I think, I think what it is that we kind of got a lot of our experiences kind of mixed up. We've done a lot. For sure. That's true. Dude, all I know is that weed that we were pulling on was from the fucking wandering minstrel or the minstreling wanderer at this. Who fucking yeah. one of them was fucking blazing and he's like, yo, I'm gonna give you some ideas right now. So when you have to make your own fights, it's they, way they fucking they different. Both got way better recollection than us, and they weren't even that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's just had better imaginations. They were I, I think we're just I I think that's just like our PTSD, honestly. It's like when we think back to Titan and Leviathan, it's not it's not like, you know, running Titan hard mode solo in Duty Finder at level 70 that we're thinking of. We're thinking of like 2.0 uh, Titan Extreme landslides with like 300 ping before the server tick got fixed. So and that gets him an ATV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So PTSD is greater than the experience itself. Yeah, that's that's how trauma works generally. Yeah. So the exact plan Orion J comes up with mm -hmm. is for us to find focal points of ether around the first because mm -hmm. the, the ether is dormant and it stopped flowing, mm -hmm. but it's not gone. Mm -hmm. It's just unable to go anywhere. And for us to take that ether and summon a primal. <laughs> And then defeat that primal to release the flow of ether, because then the ether has to travel back into the land and yeah, flow again. So, so, so we're going we're going to points where like there, there's a, a massive amount of like just water ether, just okay. earth or just fire, yeah, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and again, taking that ether, reversing the polarity of it, and just like shooting it back into the land. Um, and we're worried that doing that directly will basically, well, in the, in, in the case of uh, water for the first one, that that will take the flood of light and just turn it into a regular flood of, you know, floods. Water. Yeah. A flood of uh, floods? A flood yeah. Of Is this floods. Halo? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Um, 
And we're like, yeah, that sounds risky. That sounds like that might, uh, we don't really know what's going to happen. And that, and that was the important thing. Like, we do not know what will happen if we do that. But we do know what happens when we defeat Primals. <laughs> you do. You have so, a lot of experience so with that on failing, the source. Yeah, yeah. So failing any other data, failing like a better method that we can think of, Jay's like, yeah, you can kill some Primals, right? We'll just make a giant primal you can just take all the ether and reverse the polarity make a primal you can kill the ether will go back in the land it'll flow down the the ley lines it'll have like this cascading effect where eventually it will affect uh the polarity of you know the rest of the ether that comes in contact with and will slowly start to restore the movement of water the polarity of water across the whole empty and we're like okay all right cool okay fine all right Sweet. Fair. Yeah. Quick I mean, question, though. <laughs> just real quick. Quick question, though. Um, we we are in the empty, correct? As in, like, the flood of light pretty much destroyed all life outside of, you know, what we know as Norvent and everything. Yeah. It's uninhabitable, yes. Okay, perfect. How's there a fucking coral reef where we are? I was really surprised that there, yeah. that it, it just, that wasn't just completely covered in dust. Yeah, yeah, me too. I I think that it was in reversing the polarity of ether in a localized area, we also affected like the immediate vicinity. Which is implied like, that, that um yeah. it's it's implied that when we defeat Leviathan <laughs> that um the ethers in the media in the immediate vicinity of Eden is acting sort of as a as a, a meeting point, like e like flows of ether all meeting there, so it's affecting it more immediately. Yeah. That's another one of Orion J's yeah. theories. Yeah, Orion J mm -hmm. implies that like the, the place that's gonna be affected first are um basically intersections like of, of ethereal streams. So basically like intersections of ley lines. Um and uh what that's gonna look like basically is that this sort of oasis we're at, there's gonna be uh, a bunch of them kind of like dotted around through the empty and eventually they're going to kind of like flow outwards from there. Well, Chad's saying they aren't actually in the empty during these encounters. We're going to locations in out of the empty. No, we're still in the empty. Yeah, everything was affected like by the flood of light. Literally everything outside of Novron is in the empty. We're still in Novron, according to the, the dialogues at the beginning. No, we're outside of Novrat. We're just in places that are like in relation to Novrat. Let me let me see if I can find. I think Jay mentions specific places. He gives he gives exact names. Yeah. Uh, let's see. To, uh, okay. As for the location, an area to the west of Novrant was once home to the world's deepest ocean. Alas, the flood of light reduced it to a yawning chasm. There you go. We're in the empty. There you go. We are absolutely 100% in so the... I'm so glad you keep screenshots of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so glad. <laughs> I was and just saying... In the, the empty, they just have a lot of dormant ether of a particular element. Like, the ether is all still there. It's just in perfect umbral polarity. We're taking it. We're reversing the polarity. We're making a primal, dropping it there, killing it, letting it flow back into the land. 
Remember how last week we said how we can't summon primals? <laughs> well, well, this is backed by Eden. So I don't, I, yeah. I don't think they are. I don't think they are primals so much as they're like giant superpowered eggies. Oh, so don't give me glimmer. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that fucking look, dude. We got I, eggy glamour. Say word. <laughs> Say fucking yeah, word. Can you imagine getting getting a little uh, Titan eggy on a on a quad bike? <laughs> That'd be amazing. So the primals got it. Oh. Um. Yeah, they're basically eggies. It's a big ass eggy. Yeah. Eggy. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty they much. Hit hard like primals. They're primals. Well, our method, our method for producing them that Orange talks about is basically like the same as Neggy. We're we skipping. Ima- we, we imagine some shit. We say, yeah. "Good luck." I mean, it specifically referenced the reason why they appear different is because we don't have an exact recollection of the legends like the Sahagin and the Kobolds do from the from the source. It's like they have like all of this belief and all these people who have an exact identical image to one like to one another who created it from scratch we just have their projection yeah we just have the experience of fighting it yeah we don't have the experience of bringing it forth in a specific form in a sense yeah also also we have exposure to again how it's like explained in the summoner coast we have exposure to its like essence as it's dissipating gives us an idea of its ethereal blueprint blah 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 um yeah I mean, they are primals that we're fighting, but I think if we're going to be technical, they're more like eggies than they're like most of the primals that we fight. Well, if fucking Leviathan Eggie's going to have two fucking heads, then scary, scary shit. Um, I guess we kind of skipped over a little bit because we were talking mostly about the lore aspects of it. Uh, Going back, because we're going to ask the same question about Leviathan, uh, Voidwalker. Mm -hmm. Again, we got to kind of judge these normal modes. I think if I had to put the weakest one, I think it probably would be Voidwalker. Not for any particular reason, just for me, probably the least impressive of the bunch. Like, it it, it had a grand trio of other fights to stand up against. Mm, True. True, but in terms of mechanics, I think think the potential is there for it to be the best one in Savage. No. Okay, when we get to when we get to when we get to talk about Leviathan, Leviathan to me, fight wise, was just a really big fucking dummy with the mechanics. See, I, with Leviathan, see, I can already tell where some of these fights are going to go in Savage. I can already see Leviathan mm-hmm. is going to have two tank busters. Both the heads are going to do different things. Like they're going to do mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy shit. Voidwalker is just going to—they're going to be more spell and waiting stuff, and they're going to remove all the AOE markers from every every yeah. mechanic that had an AOE marker. Yeah, Delta attack, fucking every Leviathan AOE, all the markers on all the play. Like, all of it's not gonna have any any visual indicators. You just you're just gonna have to watch the debuffs and the timers. Yeah, yeah. So I feel it's probably gonna be very similar for Voidwalker. And I don't know. Like, so I just think Voidwalker for me felt the least grand. Was was the only thing that made it stand. It wasn't like a worse fight by any means. It was just the least grand. 
The hand of Erebos was pretty fucking legit. And that's a whole other thing that needs to be talked about. Just a big-ass fucking void hand that cuts through dimensions and punches people in the fucking face. It's convenient. Yeah. What do you got on Erebos? At this, you know anything uh, about that name? Well, Erebos is um, the like primordial force of darkness in in Greek mythology. It sort of came before the the Titans and any of the gods. Um, so that's the reference there. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a, a void set per se, or it's just going to be uh, like guys control over astral ether. Who knows? God, I need this. <laughs> mm. This is one of those things I don't need to wait seven months for. Yeah, please. Like, can we have a little bit more? Then we get to Leviathan. I can tell Sly's thoughts on the Leviathan encounter. This one was the most, for me, obviously toned down from its Savage equivalent. Because I can, you could, it's just, it was the most obvious to see way things would be different in Savage for me. Versus the other mm -hmm. fights where I'm like, there's going to be things that didn't even exist. Like, so half these mm. things won't even exist. Like, there would be completely different versions of them by the time we get to Savage. You, yeah, you have to, I feel like they have to do a lot to make that challenging in um in Savage. They had to add quite a few things. And I can see the potential for, like you saying, like, both heads do something different. Like, I can see definitely see the potential for it to be difficult. But from, like, a normal aspect. That shit was just a dummy. I still had a lot of fun with that fight. And there's a lot of people who Yeah, me too. Don't know how undersea Quake were. <laughs> oh, you learn you learn pretty fucking quick how undersea Quake works. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you yep. do. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh god, I'm like, oh look, it's gonna hit the middle of the arena. Okay, well that's easy. Yep. <laughs> we didn't bring a red mage, guys. That's a problem. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. There's there's no we there's no red mage. We are starting over. There we go. <laughs> uh I don't know. I again I felt like the fight was grand. The music incredible. Soken got to flex. So mm -hmm. let me put this into perspective for you. So for both Leviathan and Titan, it's oh, remixes of their original primal themes. Mm-hmm. And it's like distorted and it's like it's like hard metal and rock and like Devil May Cry-ish and but it's like just complete so we have the primal theme. We have the primal's remix of the primal theme. We have a remix of the primal's theme. And at FanFest we'll probably have a primal's remix of the primal remix, remix. from the primal that the primals have already performed. See, now you're starting to sound like Bad Boy and Puff Daddy. Remix of the remix, yeah, like yeah, bad boy, bad take boy that. for life. Remix, there. remix, take that. There's so many remixes, <laughs> and it's fucked up because I want the remix of the remix, and I want it. I want, I want, I want Koji to have to perform that live. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I see that happening. I hope it does. That we still have to see what like. Because now we now I'm I don't know what the fuck the trials are gonna be like because we usually have like a themed set of trials like point two point four and point five are usually a theme set of trials point one is the extreme version of Hades no doubt yeah point three is gonna be our 
final boss of Shadowbringers, technically, like the actual, actual climactic mm-hmm. final boss, like Sukiyomi and Nidhogg and whatnot. And so we t- did, and I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I want, I mean, I wanted the four elemental fiends, but unless they want to stick one in a dungeon again, like Skarmiglion or something in a dungeon and then make the other three trials. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, like I don't know. I, no I can't even imagine what the trials are going to be at this point. So far away. I want to imagine, though. That's the thing. Yeah. So we beat Leviathan, and the empty starts it's having water again. Water starts flowing. Lakes. A lake appears. An elementally aspected crystal forms basically at the focal point of where we enter mm-hmm. the empty and pours ether out of it. Then we decide to go and uh, visit Titan. <laughs> as soon as you You're saw the word stupid. sepulcher, you were like, here we go. Uh-oh. Fucking stupid. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's put this into perspective. That's Titan bad. has a four-man normal, an eight-man hard mode, an eight-man extreme, an eight-man ultimate, and now awesome. an eight-man sound. That's... Now he just needs a 24-man, and we're all good. We love Titan. <laughs> they love well, Titan. I love Titan. Yeah, it was a great fight. It was a really, really fun fight. Oh! <laughs> You think you know landslides. <laughs> now you have to stand in front of this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, let me just get to the side. He's about to do a fucking really big landslide. That was that was another dupe that was, you know, six yeah. years in the making. Jabated. Oh, they knew exactly what they were doing when they put an of attack called Massive did. Landslide. Of course like, oh, did. don't stand in front. The joke stand in front. Dude, Arian J's got to be in on that prank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you reckon Arian J teleported down before like we fought Titan was like, now, if you want to beat this guy, here's what <laughs> you have to do, right? You have to tell him that you're going to landslide and then attack everywhere except for directly in front of you. <laughs> fucking, fucking Titan. It was a really fun normal mode fight. That was awesome. Yeah. Solid remix. The arena being broken down into the 16 squares and seeing some of the iconic skills, but used a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he gets on a fucking ATV, an all Titan vehicle. I don't know. See, that's where the that's where the fucking weed comes in because how See, in the fuck did we remember that? It's funny because I thought the same thing when like earlier when I fought it, like when I first time I saw it. All Titan vehicle or ATT, all Titan vehicle. All Titan yeah, Titan. I just, I just immediately thought Florida man. I'm like, he's got the ponytail, he's got his shirt off, he's riding a quad bike. As far as I'm and concerned, he was summoned by man. fucking Limp Biscuit. All right, keeps rolling <laughs> over and over again. That's, That's it. Terrible. It's no like, I, how did that he end up mechanic. with that? That's, that's the whole mechanic. Yeah. He did, I, I, how did he come up with that? How did we come up? We made him like that. He didn't just come up with that shit. He's not like, uh, this seems like yeah, it's man. cool. It's the crayon drawings. I'm telling you, we've been in therapy since 2013. Like, things get a little bit muddled. Listen, I'm not complaining of the way it is. I just don't know how it got there. 
how did we think of Hecatonic here from 13 and that kind of made its way onto Titan 2 because he it's you yeah, know it's, it's not a like normal fucking like, what were the, what were we thinking like <laughs> dude I'm hoping that early on Jay straight up asked the warrior of light like after he'd beaten all six of the the original like aspected primals that we fought yeah mm-hmm. I hope he asked us to be like you know at first I thought you were just had an imperfect sense of the ma- of the magics to bring forth a primal but I can't help but feel like you wanted them to be different for a challenge. <laughs> and then you fucking nod your head and go, got me. I don't know. I think RNJ is just going to be like, what the fuck is? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> art, 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 thou, art thou good? <laughs> Friends? Art, art, art dost, thou right in the head? Dost thou need sucker? Oh. <laughs> uh. Don't let people hear you have hear Arion J ask that. They're gonna get a little too excited. Yeah, Arion J, suck on these nuts. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, he's doing hunts, right? Me? No, Arion J. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right there, Sly. Sly, where'd you get the fucking whiskey? I've had this. I didn't, I didn't see it once. That's the first. I swear you just poured that right now. Are you seriously getting surprised watching Slide drink whiskey? Because no, I don't want my whiskey. Drinking? Because tequila got me some Where'd 40. Where from? Because he got me some 40 Creek, and now I want some. <laughs> it just yeah, makes just, me just want just whiskey. Some. Yeah, I just got some. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So now we got to beat Titan in his ATV. And to mm-hmm. think, I, upon doing all these fights, I can't help but feel like all of them are going to have a two or three minute a Savage exclusive phase. Like something that oh, only happens so. in Savage. I think like all four fights. I really hope so. Are just going to have like a winged justice equivalent. Mm-hmm. All four? At the very least, three and four. Three and four, 100%. But yes. One and two, I have. I mean, no, no doubt there's savage exclusive mechanics, but we were told to expect something different from what they did before. And what's different than one boss with a savage exclusive phase? Two bosses <laughs> with a savage exclusive phase. What's different than two bosses? Four bosses with a savage exclusive phase. And I'm not talking about checkpoints or anything like that. I'm talking literally one pull, whole thing, bonus shit. Yeah, well, Yoshida said they weren't going to do the checkpoint thing anymore, right? Yeah, they said that uh, people didn't really, like, either on the same raid night, having to redo the boss fight to get back to the part where they were actually progressing was... It was a bit too much. And people yeah. re-clearing had to do that whole extra, like, it's basically a 20-minute endeavor for people to re-clear. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they received feedback saying, don't do that shit. And so they're not going to do that shit. They just said they're going to do, but they said they're going to do something different than that. Mm-hmm. So please look forward to it. Hi. 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 There you go. Yeah, Leviathan's going to split into two fucking snakes or he's going to grow an extra head or some shit. Oh, God. Are we... If we have to do an Asclepius with him, that would be really cool, actually. I wouldn't mind. Are, are we, yeah, are we getting I mean, 15 Titan as well? Dude, he is 100% going to grow to the size of that mountain. I have no doubt in my mind he's going to Sephiroth magic that shit. Mm. Sephiroth's Earth. He's, you know, it's partially Earth aspected. 
Is he going to do that? Or is like 15 Titan just going to like stand up and like squash ATV Titan and be like, my turn. He's like, listen, the last time a primal made it, made a fucking car of some sort, we got memed on. I'm not going to let you Shiva us. Get out of here. <laughs> she had a motorcycle. You have an ATV. No one asked for this. Just I'll take care of that. <laughs> There's still a chance we might fucking see that. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if we get motorcycle uh, Shiva at this point. I actually uh, straight up would, wouldn't be surprised. I'd be into that. I fully That'd expect- be kind of heartbreaking, though, because you think like... Our memory of Shiva would be a lot more Yazale. A lot more legendary. That could be a really sad fight when we get around. <laughs> it could be, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the other topic. I mean, after Titan, how did we got eight fights left to play out? Presumably, yes. we've mm-hmm. got four primals theoretically yes. to deal with. Maybe mm-hmm. five. Are you including Odin? Well, I'm including some kind of astral theme primal. Well, would Odin, um, Odin would could, fall? It could be Odin. It could be Bahamut. That would be fucked up to give us another Bahamut. <laughs> would it be up. all that surprising at this point, though? No, considering that the Umbral Calamity that spawned him was the astral calamity, was technically, you know, a calamity of darkness, in a sense. It was an, it was an astral Umbral Calamity. An we astral need to stop umbral- calling, we need to stop calling them Umbral Calamities. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not. Yeah, it's gonna be Neo Bahamut. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, maybe people are already calling these primals Neo primals. Like that's people I, are calling them Neo Titan. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I I don't think we will like for sure be doing an because again, like the whole astral thing. That's something that like uh, Eden just sort of does. But maybe, maybe it's a potential. Maybe. Yeah, yeah we got we got four we got the four other elements and then we've got uh, another four fights beyond that. Yeah, so what I'm thinking is the next tier we take care of all that. Oh, okay. And the final okay. and the final one is dealing entirely with the void scent. Really? You think we're gonna have a whole tier? Man, we fought so many fucking void scent. Well, whatever, the, whatever you want to consider Ultimisha. Like whatever you whatever okay, designation right. you wanna you wanna fall to that the grand scheme of everything. So you think Ultimatia is gonna come to the fore in the the final tier, do you? Well, something whatever whatever is pulling the strings behind Gaia, which I, right now everyone's going theory because it's eight themed is an Ultimatia equivalent, someone who is someone who is mm-hmm. astrally aspected mm-hmm. from the thirteenth or manipulating forces from the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. And has dealings in time magic. Okay. So right. um, it's also possible we do three and one to keep the memory fresh. So we kind of treat it like the end of the tournament with Omega, where the last primal we deal with as the first fight in the last raid tier. Hmm. Yeah. You because know, essentially, you know, Chaos was the end of the tournament, but he was the first fight in the last raid tier for Omega. That's true. That's so, true. Um, I think either of those are, are pretty solid possibilities, but man. I, I don't know what to think for what the fuck we're going to imagine for the other four. Yeah, right. Is Ifrit just going to look like Final Fantasy VIII's Ifrit? Is Shiva going to look like Final Fantasy VIII's Shiva? I'd be, like, totally okay with that, honestly. Yeah, but after seeing Titan and knowing Nomura's in charge... I mean, Nomura was in charge of the designs back in the original eight, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So. Yeah, yeah I think so. I believe so. I mean, we didn't have a Titan 
Um, there was a Leviathan in eight. It didn't look like that, yeah. but there was a Titan. There wasn't a Titan, I don't think. Um, Eggs of Freight was pretty dope. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't. I, I need to know what these look like. <laughs> like I need to just know after Titan. I just need to know what everything is gonna look like. He could be like, mm -hmm. "Hey, listen, you guys probably already figured it out. Here you go. This is what they're gonna fucking look like." <laughs> just <Okay>? show us. <laughs> just show us. He already showed us Gaia. Literally, he could. They could have not yeah, shown us anything for Gaia. That's true. And we wouldn't know about Hammer Girl. That's true. Yeah. You get Ifrita. Oh God. If you played World of. In World of Final Fantasy, there's Ifrita, uh, no, who's no. female Ifrit. No, there's no, no. Shiver, which the no. irony of a male That's Shiva terrible. being terrible. Yeah, the irony of a male Shiva being Shiver, considering the inspiration that created Shiva in the first place, it's terribly ironic. Yeah. And then yeah, I'm, yeah. And then there's Ramul, which is Ramu's granddaughter. Oh, come on! Oh, come on! <laughs> Oh, yeah, Chivalry. Sorry, oh. Shiver, Shiver was the dark version. The male one was Chivalry. Like Shiva oh, and then Lori. <sighs> oh, oh, I see. Oh, I get it. Okay. Uh, that game is so fucking dumb. It's so good. It's so dumb. It's, so it's, good. it's literally, they just went browsing through like Final Fantasy fan fiction forums and was like, well, okay, that looks pretty good. Hey, like, what if all the protagonists were friends? They all like hang out together, and they were like chibi, and then they like caught monsters like Pokemans. And, and they sat uh, in their heads. And yeah, they like sat in their heads like little cats. Yeah, it's a really that'd good be, game. Oh, that'd be a really good game. You should play it at this. It's a really good game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I have it actually. I'm gonna play it one day. <laughs> It's just really, it's just really fucking stupid. Don't worry, the protagonists are are smart for all of ten minutes, and then they're then they're Sora levels of dumb for the next. Well, that's like most Final Fantasy games. That's true. Yeah, you, you trust me when I say you're not ready for Tama. Oh God. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'll we'll get around to it. Tama talks. I. That's why I can't play it. Right. When you'll get used to Tama the right away. I think you f you should figure out from that what Tama does that you're not ready for. <laughs> no, I'm stupid. You ever no, heard no of a, of a, a a speech tick? Yes. Want to say that? Uh, Tama's got an impediment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then then F is you would be the stupid. Not yeah, you'd be stupid. the stupid. Oh no, I've seen <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw this character. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you got You can't get over what the honk. From from <laughs> from Lon, we got a Hall Heine. Look at we got some great quotes in my Twitch chat from that game. We got a Hall Heine. What the honk? Oh, it's all but <laughs> that comes from Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen. To be fair, again, again this is oh, and, this a, is and a crow literally goes, "I'm God." XD. <laughs> I forgot. It. I always forget about fucking Enna Crow. I'm God. <laughs> Aloha, what do you want? He's not oh, He's not entertained. Oh, you were talking God. about God, and Aloha was like, you rang? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's how cats feel. Yeah. Just look at the fucking Egyptians. Yeah. So now we've got Earth aspect and water aspect back. We've got mm -hmm. 
We've got Gaia out cold still, but we're trying to get her a bed in the Mord Sook instead of out in the wasteland where there's probably no good chance of her recovering. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reen's tired. So we got to stop for now. Surprisingly, yeah. I like how they're like, hey, Reen, this isn't safe for you to be out here. And then they're like, we're going to stay out here. <laughs> Wasn't already established that we shouldn't be, no one should be out there for that long, even if a little yeah. bit of ether's returned. You think Uriel Jay didn't like bring along some crystals of various aspects and nah, he's fine. Um, yeah, so, but then when we're taking Reen back, Reen says she wants to learn about, you know, this person she wants to hear out what, what this mystery person Voidwalker wants to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we then cut back to Odeon, Jay, and Sancred, and they're like, can you keep a secret? <laughs> She's the Oracle of Darkness, huh? Damn. <laughs> whoa, whoa. So, Shit, dude. So, yeah, with Rain being the Oracle of Light, right out of what feels like the Asian playbook, we now have an Oracle of Darkness. <laughs> yeah. So so what what do we think this actually means? Um, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest. In what sense? I don't think she's actually an oracle of darkness. Like, not in the same way that Reen is. Because Reen's an oracle of light. And what she actually ended up doing, for the most part, all she really did was encourage people fight and locate light wardens. She could mm-hmm. also stay, like, help control light aspect of ether, Like, the hero. Well- Let's 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 forget about Rain for a second. Let's talk about Minfilia. Like, what what is Minfilia, and what what's the significance of her being the Oracle of Light? Well, she used her power to stay the flood of light. Okay, yeah, she can, and she she has like basically very strong control over Umbral Ether. Yeah, she, as as is displayed when <laughs> Rain uses it to stop us from becoming a Light Warden mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. So. And and she was apparently like originally gifted this power by being uh, given a sliver of, of like Heidelin's power, right? Minfilia mm-hmm. was, yeah, as the word of the mother. Mm-hmm. So there there are some concerns at the moment from some people that are like, oh, so this is like uh, a bit of zodiac. This is this is like the the kind of zodiac equivalent of Minfilia. Um. Which is a legitimate concern, but I don't think that that is the case, because Zodiac, the, the the whole point, like the Sundering and all that, is that Zodiac can't like act in the way that Heidelin can, can't can't like give people these powers and doesn't doesn't have that sort of agency. Um, but I think we need to look at the Oracle of Light being called the Oracle of Light because she halted the flood of light. Um, and the, the Oracle of Darkness has got to have something to do with the Flood of Darkness and something to do with uh, a quest, an ambition, a goal to prevent or stop or reverse the Flood of Darkness from consuming the 13th shot. So I think either there's some kind of like pandemonium fortress in the 13th that we haven't known about like some t- little surviving bastion of people that have somehow escaped the flood. Um, 
and there's an oracle of darkness working to try and reverse it um, and seeking out even for that purpose. Or else it's some more time travel bullshit and she's being sent through space time to find a way to prevent it from happening in the first place from, you know, 10,000 years ago. Is it going to be a Grahatia from a future <laughs> where he landed in the 13th instead of the first? Uh-oh, I said it and Ethis started thinking about it. Uh, no. It, no. <laughs> no. Mm, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck that. No. Do we have to go destroy another intergalactic time machine? Uh, I, I hope that it's not I hope that it's not more time travel bullshit, but if it is, I can definitely see it being something like, okay, this is the Oracle of Darkness. This is someone who's been tasked with traveling through space time to find a way to stop the flood of darkness from consuming the 13th shot. If it's not that, then it's got to be someone from our time period who thinks that they can use Eden to reverse it in sort of the way that we were saying before, thinking that they can like reverse the polarity of ether in the void without realizing that there isn't actually any fucking ether left to reverse. So I'm going to be one or the other. So I'm going to present another theory to you that kind of plays to your bastion of survival. Mm -hmm. Erebus, you said was Mm -hmm. the Greek hell. In a sense, or or the, the Erebus is a name for one of the Greek hells, and it's named after the the primordial ancient force of darkness and like the the genesis of the world. Uh, what's uh, what's Tartarus? <laughs> well, Tartarus is uh, another one of those hells. You see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, we see where you're going. Yeah, I feel like it's a mm, it's a bit of a stretch, though. You think that Tartarus is what like a like a portal? Like you can travel through Tartarus? Well, yeah. Between- I mean, we've traveled through Tartarus before. We've been sent through it, and I brought it up last week that it's again even on the first, it's a known thing. Mm-hmm. So we first heard about it on the source, and again, the Ronkins, like the like the Galgans. We're both aware mm-hmm. of this existence, and we're mm-hmm. able to manipulate it. So, mm-hmm. so what's so what you're saying is it's not limited to each individual shard. No, Tartarus definitely seems like something that exists in the rift between worlds, or it's something on the thirteenth. It's one it of the just two. be a synonym for the void, you know? Yeah. Because you can access the void from from it's it's not like you have to travel through other shards. It's not like like to reach the the thirteenth from the first. You need to travel through the source or anything like that. It's like they're all kind of like pressing up against one another. So you can access the void from as far as we know. We, you can access the void from any of the shards. Well, so it could just yeah, be a part you, of the void or for the void. What happened? It could just be like a part of the void or a synonym for the void. I don't know, man. All I know is two ancient dead civilizations to reference the t- reference Tartarus and have technology that gives them a link to it. And have the same name for it as well, which is interesting. Yeah. That's, like, the, big, that's the big thing. The fact that they both call it the same thing. Like Eorzea and Novrant can't even agree on the names for astral and umbral, you know? Yeah. 
So they can agree on Tartarus. It's like mm. I'm just saying. There's I at least want the I just mean want Tartarus in people's minds. Mm -hmm. Its actual relevance is you know question mm -hmm. okay, you know up up for question up for debate agreeing disagreeing whatever it might be a name for the interdimensional rifts um because the interdimensional rift is normally like in most final fantasy games is just referred to as the void and so since we've established that the void and the interdimensional rift are two very 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 different things um in 14 maybe tartarus has something to do with the rift yeah we'll have to see no Let's we'll see. There's yeah. a lot of fucking world and time shenanigans going around that we don't a hundred percent understand yet, mm. and will not understand for several months, unfortunately. Realistic. That's, yeah, go these 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 are not even like the big questions for me though. Within, like, oh yeah. Well, there's this um, big spaceship that can manipulates uh the uh, basically the constituent like aspects of ether um on a mass scale that's clearly not from Novran. it's clearly like it doesn't belong on the first it's not from that world we have no idea where it came from we have no idea who built it we have no idea what purpose it was meant for we have no idea how long it has been there we don't know if the Asians know about it we don't know if it's got anything to do with the people that created Omega. We don't know if it's from, you know, uh, uh, this sort of multiverse of the shards or whether it's from somewhere like outside of that entirely. We don't know whether it's from a different time period. Like we know nothing about this thing. Rain's interfaced with it. She's learned how to control it. Doesn't seem like she's actually learned anything about it though. You know, it's, it's capable. It's capable of effectively like terraforming planets. But we don't know we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is, why it is, who it is, who made it. We don't know anything about it. And that's what's like really frustrating me at the moment, because I was hoping we might have some answers to that now. I'm thinking it probably came from the thirteenth. And they came back for it. You think it came from the thirteenth? Oh yeah. Okay. They know way too much about that thing for me to think much otherwise. <laughs> Unless, again, they're traveling through time and they're aware of it from some time shenanigans. It doesn't seem like they even know much more about it than we do. It just seems that they know that it can reverse ethereal polarity. But how they know about it and how the source has no fucking earthly clue. Like, I don't know. Fucking Litibus told him? Like, I don't know. A lot, number of, of a lot of rereading to do for these cutscenes to try and put it all together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's a big mystery. It's a much more exciting mystery than Omega being like, yeah, I need you to fight some friends of mine, so or I'm going to kill everyone. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. It's better than Bloodsport. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I like the way Although it started better than some pretty arbitrary blood sports involved. Like, oh, no, kill this primal and kill that primal. It's like, all right, okay. It's Jay's personal that. blood sport instead of yeah. instead of Omega's. <laughs> and around Jay's like, it doesn't even entertain the fact that we might fail in this endeavor. It's like, I'm just gonna create this really fucking powerful primal by using like most of the water ether in the planet, if that's okay. And you just go down there and kill it real quick and uh it'll be good. 
I'm just like, man, we've come so far since ARR when someone had like uh, uh, just like a crate full of water crystals. I was like, ah, I summoned a primal. And everyone's like, oh, no, it's going to destroy the world. What are we going to do? <laughs> We've gone from that to Real J being like, so I'm going to take like most of this planet's water ether and I'm going to make a primal and uh, you're just going to go and kill it for me real quick and uh, it'll fix everything. He, he directly compared it to Louis Swass summoning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and not a great like, event to refer back to. <laughs> I'm I'm just like, mate, primals, are you serious? Like, what year is this? This is Aaronvald's job now. I like this. Primals are bad. Well, they're mostly bad. Maybe they aren't that bad. Let's summon one. <laughs> Ernie on Jay from Aurel no. were born to now. <laughs> no. Sounds legit. I yeah, mean, right? Uh, it's like they're so, like, just not threatening anymore. I mean, to be fair, I haven't felt that way about them in a pretty fucking long time. Mm. Oh man, yeah, we need some fucking fan art of the Exarch and Urian J's epic prank adventures. <laughs> I need, yes, I need, I need that. I uh, need that fucking comic. And it's I, I the, would love it's to do the like Squidward of this. Get <laughs> shit on over and over. I would honestly love to do like a Machinima series of that, but that'd be a lot of work. You'd also need to be able to. He's you need to get. You really need to learn how to control the models of the Exarch, and like you need to go into you know creating. Yeah, take a lot of modding. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that. It'd, it'd be a hell of a time. Hell of a mm. hell of a time. Oh, all I know is Titan's probably sick of being summoned at this point. There you go. <laughs> I mean, he's like my favorite like, part about that fight was like he's been alive for literally like two minutes and he was like aha look at you you fleeting mortals your lives are so short i am eternal it's like dude really <laughs> you seriously just got here i made you <laughs> yeah you should be going ooh, dada <laughs> beauty mortal i will live forever oh look dad got me an atv for my birthday <laughs> hey, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, thanks Dad. Dad. I really appreciate that, Dad. Mm. There you go. Uh, oh, God. So, okay, one last opinion piece before we wrap up the show. Okay. I've seen a 50 mm. 50 split with this. How do mm. you feel about these bosses being what some people would consider a rehash? Of bosses we've beaten years. I know. Listen, I'm presenting to you the half that is not a big fan of it being bosses and ideas and primals we've beaten before. In the mm -hmm. sense well, of the in the sense of the word. Well, the thing about head. yeah, and then there's the whole thing. Like there, there's a whole theme of the um, the first mirroring the source. So I, I guess we're kind of drawing a little bit, that may be a bit of a stretch, but we're drawing a little bit on that theme too. Mm. Um, you know, going back and doing AR primals on this or on, on the first. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm fine with it, on it, honestly. It's not like they're running out of ideas. That's, if that's the, that's the whole fear behind that. They're not running out of ideas. I think that might be the fear behind it, the concern that they're kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel. But I, I don't think that's the case. I mean, I mean, you could, 
I mean, you could make that argument with anything because, you know, they're going, they're, they're reaching through like the, the annals of Final Fantasy history. Yeah. Well, you could certainly make that argument with Hades. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Itself being Hades was like completely arbitrary. Like, it didn't mean anything. It was just a callback. Nope. Um, yeah, it's like if that were the same fights, if it was like using the same assets, then I'd be like, what the hell? But yeah, again, like if that Titan fight was called anything else, if Rianger was like, uh, we're going to summon an Earth Primal, let's call it Ordaman. That's it. We'd be like, all right, dope. That's it. Golem would have been a more simple Earth name to go with. And yeah, the but it's to Final like, Fantasy, you know, it's literally just just the name and the names of some of the attacks. Like everything about it is is very different. That's how I feel. I'm yeah. not. I'm not on the side. And you know what? Even when we've had rehashes classically, I wasn't any less excited for Extreme because Hard and Normal exist. That I wasn't any less excited for. The weapons refrain that titan phase because extreme hard and normal existed mm. they were just the fights were familiar but i didn't i couldn't approach any of them the same exact way in a mm. sense so i i i draw your conclusion where i'm just like listen it was it was a really cool way of re-implementing them reimagining mm. them getting mm. another fucking remix of a song that was already hype as fuck mm-hmm and is no doubt going to give us an insanely entertaining savage fight that doesn't mm-hmm. in any way feel predictable, similar in the way that I felt with Neo X Death, where we kind of had an inkling, but it was still a brand new kind of thing with the checkpoint. Like, there's a lot of mystery and excitement and, and newness behind what is essentially the same concept we've had for raids for the past four years. Mm-hmm. So I just care. Yeah. I, just, I just want the fights to be good. here's a quote from arthur's i don't care what the bosses look and do as long as the fights are good squares can put a fucking pepe in a raid as long as the fight is good and you know what arthur's i will put a pepe in a raid (laughs) every raid. i promise you that oh man um but other than that was there anything else you guys wanted to discuss in regards to eden before we uh moved on no i think we've got like the big questions that remain uh cupboard um like what it is and where it's from and where this is going to end up and how some kind of ultimatia figure might fit into it that's the important stuff right yeah i've been i've been excited for that for years i've just i've been begging for it for years and hats you're like no no I always say it's okay to include stuff like that if it's done well. Omega just left me with a very sour taste in my mouth of taking Mm -hmm. classic Final Fantasy elements and shoving them in versus integrating them like you do with the Crystal Tower, which has been now more than ever the most, like, uh, efficiently integrated old Final Fantasy concept into the game for me. Mm. So are there any other, like, Final Fantasy VIII unique bosses or themes or characters or ideas that we'd like to see implemented that haven't been elsewhere in the game yet? Dog cannon. Galbadia. No, dog yeah, cannon. <laughs> dog cannon, please. Dancer's already got the chakram. Just give me a dog chakram. That's it. The Angelo cannon. 
So there's a few. There's Griever. There's Doom Train. Angelo mm-hmm. is. They could make a dog companion for Gaia in some sense that resembles Angelo. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Moombas are listed here. Obviously, there's Ultimisha. Um, what else is there? I mean, there are weapons of some sort. Eden was initially drawn from the Ultima weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could also draw it from Tiamat, I believe, were the two options you had uh, in there. The whole aspect of drawing magic, which kind of Eden already plays into, in a sense, where it's able to mm-hmm. manipulate and, and and whatever with the with the ether. Um, what else is there? Bigs and Wedges. <laughs> two, two of my favorite Bigs and Wedges. Never going to be over those. Uh Man, there's there's the brothers, which we technically have in Eureka, but they're just minotaurs mm-hmm. in a sense. Pandemon is one of my favorite mm-hmm. summons. Um, Evre is a boss I thought we were seeing as the second boss. I'm oh, sorry, Elveret. I thought was the second boss. I thought was Elveret, which is the boss at the top of the uh, communications tower in the first uh, mission of Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VIII. Um, I really, really thought that was that was going to be Elveret for a second. Uh, a jumbo cactar. There's all sorts. There's there's a lot of really interesting ideas that just don't go near the leveling and, and junction system, and you're fine. So, mm-hmm. as long as they stay away from all that, they should be good. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII's great. I'm really excited for the uh, the remaster. Remaster looks good. Yeah, and I also mm-hmm. need to hear the Liberi uh, Fatale and yes! the machine gun. And the man yes. with the machine gun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so good. Mm. And uh, so far, uh, Nomura's off to a good start on boss and uh, character designs. It's off to a good start. Yeah. That's what he specializes yeah. at. Definitely a strong start. Yeah. Any other lore tidbits we didn't get to last week that uh, you wanted uh, to bring up this well, week? Uh, for the MSQ, I mean, probably, but like not off the top of my head. I told mm. you if you wanted to prep Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, just, I was just so like consumed with... Uh, the Eden stuff, you know? Yeah. Sly, what about yeah. you? You want to talk about those balance changes and those patch notes? <laughs> Listen. Although, wait, wait, wait. Although, I am kind of glad that they did increase uh, disembowel to 30 seconds. Because 24. Oh, yeah, you don't say, Sly. Really weird that you'd, you'd really enjoy that, huh? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. I mean, why wouldn't either of you, really? Yeah. It was like one of the few changes we mentioned last week that we thought we might see this week. Well, to be fair, you 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 the change you wanted for it was for like all like our AOE combo. I mean, I still think that it should have that. It that seems fucking weird. Every though. other job has it. It doesn't make any sense. I don't care if your blood of the dragon extends. Mm. Here's what the thing. Think? So we got three balance changes <laughs> total. Disembowel got mm. raised to 30 seconds, which mm. I think is completely fair because it was literally if you yeah. missed even half a GCD yeah, you, because you of downtime, you lost Disembowel. Hey, by the way, not a buff, all right? Quality of life is not a buff. Just putting that out there, Jagoon did not get buffed. That's a stretch. All right, okay, you think it's a buff? <laughs> I think in some fights it's... Recognizably, I mean, an improvement. <laughs> yeah, it is certainly a quality of life change. 
that in yeah. the conditions with which that it's trying to counteract, mm -hmm. you would see an improvement. We'll make you do more DPS. Yeah, okay. A sl very, very slight improvement in performance. Very yeah. Very slight. The other two changes were just MP adjustments for AoEing on Astro and Scholar. Mm -hmm. They brought Art of War and uh, Gravity down to 600 MP, which is the same cost as Holy. Um, now, one interesting note is in the North American patch notes, it simply says just a few changes, a few minor changes, more changes coming in 5.05. .05. Okay, fine. I'm hearing around, I'm not going to say this out of my own mouth, that the JP patch notes directly translated use a very key term, major changes. Oh. Now, I've heard from some people it doesn't actually translate to that. It's a word that can have multiple meanings, but I've heard a lot of people say it's as major at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, again, not coming out of my mouth. This is all information that's flooded into me over the course of today. Okay. How mm -hmm. severe are we thinking job change-wise for 5.05? The day Savage comes out. Yeah, that's, that's I'm rough. scared. I'm I don't think it's gonna be any enough. So that, that like some things might get buffed. I don't think anything's gonna get. <sighs> see, that's what I see. What's in us. my chat? The massive us. changes. The massive changes. People saying that word can also just mean several. Yes, which is a far okay. less severe term. So okay, let's uh, let's go through. You know, what? we've got a little bit of time. Patch four point oh five and patch. 3.05 are our reference points. Mm -hmm. So in patch 4.05... <laughs> okay, here we go. Mm. Oath Mastery no longer halved when switching. Switching Same for Defiance. No more halving upon mm -hmm. swapping Sword and Defiance and Deliverance and all that shit for Paladin Warrior. Potency mm. of Holy Spirit was nerfed <laughs> by 30 Potency. The... What's it called? Um... Storm's Path had 20 potency buff. Beast Gauge cost removed on Unchained. Steel Cyclone got the Bloodbath effect rip. <laughs> and inner release, <laughs> inner release had its Beast Gauge cost removed. Okay, that's not the super major 5 Felcleave change for Warrior. That didn't come all the way until 4.2. Feels like it was there forever. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. Dark Knight saw 20 potency to Soul Eater, both in and out of Dark Arts. And Quietus... Also got MP Restoration, which another thing I hadn't considered wasn't always there for Dark Knights with Quietus. Oh, look at all these Dragoon changes. Oh, what do you know? Let's see. Elusive Jump reduced to 30 seconds. Duration of Blood of the Dragon increased to 20 seconds when you first press it. Sonic Thrust yeah. combo bonus of increasing Blood of the Dragon by 10 seconds. Range of Dragon Sight increased to 12 Yalms. There was a point mm. where it was only 6. Potency of Lance Mastery increased from 30 to 100, and Mirage Dive reduced the animation lock. Wow, Dragoon That's has good. a pretty nice change there. What what happened to Ninja? Gus Slash had its potency reduced by 20. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all. Okay. Machinist got, like, their complete rework of their heat gauge. Where, like, their overloads were doubled in potency, but their heat gauge generation for everything was reduced to 5. Hotshot had a 3% buff, and Quick Reload no longer reduced heat gauge. Black Mage had a bunch of changes to Foul, with its MP cost being reduced. Triple Cast down to 60 seconds. Reducing the cast time of Fire 4 and Blizzard 4 by 0. 0.2. 
which I think was like a 1200 spell speed adjustment in a sense. It's like the, just giving them 1200 spell speed approximately. That was another one. Dreadworm Trance, Ether Flow actions no longer required to inflict the effect to obtain Ether Trail attunement. White Mage got some Lily bullshit and plenary rework. Scholar got a ton of shit. Astro had the balance reduced to 10%, and all the Oof. other effects were completely changed or adjusted on their numbers. Hyper Light Speed was also adjusted, and Asuna had its MP cost reduced. I don't know. That doesn't sound like they're the the gauge being halved on the tanks is probably the biggest thing there for me, and that doesn't really read as like. I That's a keep, lot of little adjustments. It's a lot of well, I, again, I'd say that the the oath having is probably the biggest thing there because that was mm. a massive grievance amongst mm -hmm. the paladin warrior. But collectively, I don't look at those and see four point two warrior level adjustments. Mm -hmm. I think honestly, the machinist changes there are also probably uh, yeah. So a lot of little adjustments, which is not what people are really asking for right now. So let's go patch. Mm. 3.05, which I think was actually a more influential patch, if I recall. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Oh, my God. This is when the patch notes were in dark mode. Can we go back to that? Oh, my God. That was nice, eh? Okay, actually, no. It seems I would misremember. Astro got a shit ton awesome. of changes. No, you don't say. Yeah, Astro <laughs> had light speed reduce the cost of MP spells by 25%. It didn't have that before. Its duration was reduced to 10 seconds. The reduction of magic potency only affected attack magic. It used to affect all magic. Ewer had its effect changed from MP cost reduction to MP refresh. Spire had its effect changed to uh, TP refresh. Arrow and Spears Royal Road now doubled the duration. And all of basically the Ewer, Spire, Arrow, and Spear Royal Roads were all completely changed or have are completely adjusted. Spread could be used outside of combat. Oh, how we've come a long way from being able to do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, you can draw cards outside of combat now. And you don't need to spread them. But still, it's, it's a long take. Yeah, actually, not too many. I mean, there's some Black Mage changes again. And oh, look, Dragoon changes. The potency of Fang and Claw and Wheeling Thrust were both increased by 100. What do you know? <laughs> Notice mm. how you're in every single one of these, Dragoon. Mm. That's gonna change. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they just won't touch us now. Just no, fine. no, they're they're gonna touch us. They, no, no, they're not. No, I don't like nope. the sentence. Nope. Nope. No touch. Yeah, you have these Sams. Oh, fuck my entire life, bro. If you make your goons any fucking stronger, I'm not even gonna have a fucking reason to be in a party. Give your balls a tug. Oh, boohoo. You know. Listen, all I want for my dancer. Saber dance to extend flourish by five seconds so you don't lose flourishes <laughs> because you have to stop and saber dance. And <laughs> yeah, improv okay. to not require nearby party members ever again. Because I, I can't have the fucking fucking dude jumping around, jumping out of my improv, and suddenly I get nine Esprit because this motherfucker had the attention span of a, of a fucking mosquito. And just couldn't sit still during a fucking transition, all right? I'd also like five yalms on technical step, if you don't mind. Thank you. <laughs> that would be nice. Dude, um, one time I was dodging a mechanic and the tank couldn't get it because I had to dodge out at the same time. And I hit everyone else, but not the tank because he was just a yalm or two too far. Uh, I have a small thing to kind of request back. 
I, I, oh, miss, yeah. I miss my enmity cards. Oh, shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, who cares? I do, because I die when tanks are bad. <laughs> so does everyone else. You, you always die when tanks are bad. <sighs> at least at least when we had enmity cards, we could like cut enmity and give it to some other person. No, you fuck. don't say. <laughs> wow, you could cut enmity when you had enmity cuts. Whoa, jeez. At least we could like That's pass wild. it on to some other poor fuck in the party and not at not die. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> want that back. Listen, all I'm saying is I still don't expect game changing changes out of 0.05. I expect some adjustments to durations and potencies, but not something that will fundamentally change the way a job feels. In other words, as much as I want it, scholars, I'm not thinking energy drain quite yet. Sorry. Aww. I'm on your side. For Sorry, this one. scholars. I'm on your side Aww. for this one. Maybe glare loses twenty potency. Maybe that's you guys. You guys will thumbs up that, right? <laughs> you know it's optimal right now for a paladin to clemency themselves so that the white mage can cast another glare. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That yeah. sucks. That's that kind of sucks. And broil three, to be fair. So it's like Scholar's a little bit of a con contributor to that. Yikes. It has to, yeah, it's it's under it's under certain scenarios, but you know, it's it's just considerate. <laughs> but at the same time, I want I don't think White Mage is gonna get nerfed. I'm in that boat. I think they're gonna stay exactly as is. I kinda hope they do, honestly. They're the black mages of healers. They're all, they're all, they sure are. They're all front loaded power and all the tanks that are getting out DPS. Too bad. <laughs> I understand being frustrated because the white mage is like, oh, dude, I try so hard. Glare, 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 glare. glare. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't hear, I couldn't hear your rotation over the sound of my glares. It was bad. <laughs> It's like, all right, I'm gonna Gunbreaker is like, all right, I gotta make sure that I get this triple, this triple burst strike and gnashing fang within a, in both my dots <laughs> into this burst window. And White Mage is like, I've got presence of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got both of these buttons. <laughs> mm. uh, that's that's. Hey, we gotta apply Dia every thirty seconds. Oh. How dare you? How dare you underplay it? <laughs> I did all the normal fights as, as White Mage, Gunbreaker, and Dancer today. And White Mage, I don't even, I don't, I didn't, I had eight thousand MP at the end of every fight, and I didn't even press Lucid Dream. <laughs> I didn't press oh Lucid Dreaming God. or Thin Air in any of the. Fights. What? <laughs> I was just like, you know, Red Mage has to use it on fucking cooldown. I just used the size, and that was all I needed. <laughs> I, I couldn't run out of MP. You had, you would have had to force me to sit there and cure three. To get me to run out of MP as White Mage on those normal modes. It was impossible. Alright. I rezzed like three people in one fight and I didn't drop below half. <laughs> Alright. It's, it's unbelievable. Can't believe it. Oh my god. White Mage is gonna get something. I don't know what it is. They're gonna, they're gonna get something slapped in their faces. I don't want them to.
buff the other ones. Leave White Mage alone. I agree with that. I, I think it's always much nicer to like buff other things up than nerf things down. Yeah. Sorry, thanks. White Mage is going to be king. <laughs> I didn't play the job. I was mad. Yeah, I don't play him. All right, gentlemen. With that, mm. two hours almost on the dot, even though we started a minute or two late. And just in time for Aloha to start acting like an asshole. Isn't that right? <laughs> don't you fucking look at me like that. So let's do a wrap up and go on into a short post show. Thank you everyone for watching State of the Realm this week. And hopefully you've been having decent luck. We didn't even talk about the loot table for you normal, by the way. Eight fucking drops. That's nice. That's really, really nice. It's just no, I think yeah. off the top of my head, no gloves from the first tier. Everything drops in the second. No waste from three or four. No boots from three and no head from four. I think that's the correct yeah. one. Something like something. You can get chest there. from everything. You sure do. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So you'll have much easier time getting loot from normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, go enjoy. Go enjoy eating normals. Mm. Gentlemen. It's been a pleasure, as usual. As always. As always. Um, next week, not 100% sure on the topic quite yet. There's a few things that uh, could be hit upon, but probably not Air Zivia. <laughs> not quite not quite Air Zivia territory yet. <laughs> and this is like, I'm not ready. <laughs> and this is like, nah. You can't even quiz us on the fucking roll quest yet. I would know. I would be the only one who knew the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe give me a couple weeks on that one. No, yeah. You've got, you've probably got a few weeks even. I hope so. Well, you do because on top of that, we're going to have the rising event to talk about in August as well. So on top of true in Savage, July 30th, getting first impressions, probably a, mm -hmm. an early prog related thing. You still have the possibility of a crafting show. Of course, once crafting actually has a thing. And, uh, you know, what do you mean has a thing? Listen, Ash's crafting macro is literally titled crafting is dead. All right. Wow. Damn. So we can't what we can't have wow. him on the show and just be like, hey, so how's crafting? That's yeah, fucking easy. That's the end just of the making, show. All right. See ya. Just making coffee for raid food. There you go. All the raiders coming by Starbucks on their way to Eden. Yeah, boy. I feel like there's a first equivalent name that we're going to see after seeing those tombstone phones. Ah, uh, jeez. It's, it's only a matter of time. Okay. Shard bucks. Okay, I'm done. All right, see you later. <laughs> you're not allowed to. Hit Thanks, me. everyone. You're not, Thanks you're not allowed to ever give me. You're not allowed to ever in your oh, life boy. give me a look ever again. You've lost that privilege. You, this was was, was it thing? worth it? Was this moment worth giving up that privilege? Well, you know, you left it kind of open. Let this get back here. That was terrible. <clears throat> yeah. Shard box. So thank you, gentlemen, for joining me again. Thank you to Steel Series for being our sponsor. Go enter the giveaway in the YouTube video. And of course, all of our Patreon sponsors, especially our patrons of darkness, who I just noticed for some reason aren't scrolling on that list, even though they're in the text file. Uh, so I want to call them out. Cooch Cross on Genova and Kuranai Oni. Of course, everyone's, Thanks, guys. everyone's used to them. They still, they still have the images, and they still, they still are the patrons of darkness. 
or astral. Oh, there, yes. there are astral patrons. I don't. There you go. Look, that with Ethis, you're in that one. That's current. Oh, on shit. You. It's me. Yeah, you and your fucking mustache. Yeah. What? Excuse me. Your your mustache and your uh what's the what's the name of the conditioner you have two different eye colors? What? Oh the oh, I, no, I don't uh, have two different eye I'm blind in one eye. So you got two different eye colors. Got it. No, they're the same color. One of them's just blind. Heterochromia? Yeah, that that thing. Yeah, that one. What yeah. Una has. Yeah. No, it's not that. I just I'm just blind in one eye. Is that how you is that the lore explanation for the Australian ping? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, why I get hit by AOEs. Yeah. Okay. Because they makes, were on the, the blind side. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That mm-hmm. makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Why don't you tell us more about it and where people can find you at Ethis as you do? Everywhere. Oh, jeez! You can find me on uh, YouTube.com/slash/EthisAsher where I'm doing lots of uh, law videos. Again, it's all happening. There's stuff there. More stuff to come. Uh, you can find me on Twitch where I stream full time, five days a week, and uh, the other places like Instagram and Twitter and Ethis Asher. Everything, everywhere. Ethis Asher. Check it out. And uh, Thanks for watching again, as always. And you can find Sly in places too. Yeah, you can. Here's that guy. Ah. Here he is. Hi. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Sly at Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash development room. And yeah, I, I'm doing a fuck ton of gathering. Mmm. Mmm. Getting paid. Eventually, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just gathering my uh, crafter leave kits. That's how you should do it. Efficient. Be efficient. Um, Haps, where can they find you? They you can find know. me buying all of my leave kits from tequila so I don't have to do a damn thing at Mr. Happy 127. Fucker! Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, because I believe in fueling our economy by injecting gill into those who need it most. And the best way to or do that... Or you can just go out and get the shit yourself by leveling your fucking gathers, you filthy fucking degen. That was really personal. That was, re- that was really personal right there. <laughs> Thanks, Tequila. So you found like tequila in like a 7-Eleven car park and you're like, hey, I need some stuff. Yeah. Well, I said, I said, listen, right. I'm going to buy leave kits. And he said, oh, I'll make them. And I said, great. It's a wonderful business arrangement. And I had two 80s in about 30 minutes. Cool. Hooray. That's have ridiculous. The 80s when he finishes the rest of them. I told him he's that got two is- weeks. <laughs> Give him a deadline. Well, I gotta be able to pentamel by the time the crafting oh gear comes out. I gotta make my own tinctures when I actually have level eighty gear because it's still the level seventy stuff. Because you don't need to gear to hand and leave kits. Come on. Uh, I've already started regenerating them. I don't need to do grand company turn-ins. I can give Gil to a dear friend and support <laughs> his very poor Gil spending habits because he always spends all of it, no matter how much I make or help him make. I'm just saying, don't be upset with me because I believe in a flourishing economy. 
I leveled all my trust to 80, alright? You shut your fucking mouth. I deserve a break. Why? I'm a trusted friend. Same question. But why? And now I'm two-thirds done with the fates. Right. Yeah. And now you have these alternate costumes for your trusts that you'll never use because you're never going to run trusts again. Hey, you don't know that. I use them for desynthesis leveling. Okay. And I've All made right. like five million gil off of desynthesis with them. All right. And I can get okay. the shoe bill minion from the Amarok. Or I could buy it for 300k because I have 200 mil. And it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, everyone, that's our show this week. Yeah, thanks for watching, everyone. Good to see you. We yes. will see you next week. For God knows what, we will talk about it. I won't. I'm going to sleep in. He sure is. Uh, apologies sure in advance. Is. The outro screen has a double list of patrons because it has the scrolling list plus the old list. So the old list is outdated. The new list on the top right is the real set of patrons. My patrons Light and Darkness, which are there for some fucking reason. And uh, there you go. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So Take care.